finished. Welcome to episode three, or as I like to say, the next episode. Hope you get used to my music references. There will be a lot of them. Just as a reminder, I'm just an average woman on a journey to seek out how to live my best life and how to work through some of the trying things that are happening in our world right now in a way that's healthy and productive. I don't have a background in psychology. I'm not trained. I'm literally just a person on a journey that wants to share my story in hopes that it's helping others. Also creating a platform for some of my friends and some of the amazing mentors and people that I've met along the way that have helped me out. I know there's a lot of great help out there right now that you can seek, and I'm an advocate absolutely for therapy. Psychiatry as well as psychology are big keys to success when it comes to mental health. And I want to pay a lot of respect to the people that choose to go into that profession because it's definitely, as you know, not for fame and glory or money, but it really is to help the human race, which is something that's a passion of mine as well. Unfortunately, one of the other points of this show is to raise awareness around the inequity and inequality in our healthcare system. Growing up on Medicaid, I learned very young that behavioral and mental health benefits are something that's not looked at as a necessity, but more of a luxury item. And so part of the purpose of this show is to try to provide the things that I've learned along the way that might be able to help others that are struggling with the ability to get the care that they need, or maybe they just don't have the courage to reach out and ask for the help that they need. Also, just to really raise awareness around whole person health and all of the things that you need to consider to be healthy. It's been a passion of mine pretty much my entire life, but I really started to take it seriously a few years ago. Mostly once I arrived here on the West Coast and I had the pleasure of running into several different people along the way that really helped shape my journey. Some of those I've interviewed, Brianne Hall in my last episode, and some will come on shows in the future. Today I wanted to spend some time talking about some of the things that you can put into practice that are free. I want to share with you some of the tools that I've learned and some of the resources that are available. I just finished the Science of Well-Being course that was offered by Professor Lori Santos from Yale University. It was a course that she decided to put out online to offer to the entire world once the start of COVID-19 forced many of us into our homes. Lori's course has been taken by millions of people and it's been absolutely life-changing. It's a 10-week course that you can take online at your own pace. And Lori is not affiliated with me, nor does she know I'm endorsing her right now. But her program has been so impactful on me that I wanted to share it with you. One of the things that Lori talks about is a process that I wanted to highlight. She interviewed another professor from New York University, Gabrielle Utingen. Gabrielle wrote a book a few years back called Rethinking Positive Thinking. Now, I understand that you do have to pay to buy a book, and so if you Google, though, if you have access to a computer and access to a public library that has access to a computer, check out a process that she developed and discovered through a research study called WHOOP. That's W-O-O-P, and it is an acronym. It stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, 
and plan. It's pretty self-explanatory and it takes less than six or seven minutes a day. It also encompasses one of my favorite new coping mechanisms, meditation or mindfulness, depending on how you want to look at it. Gabrielle has a couple of YouTube videos where she describes the process in detail, and I'm going to do a quick summary for you. Again, Gabrielle does not know that I'm endorsing her, but her process has changed my life. Whooping is something that you can do for several different purposes. One of them would be to start doing the things you don't really want to do, like getting out of bed early to exercise or just exercise in general. Or how about trying to find a love for Brussels sprouts over ice cream? To stop doing the things that you like to do that are bad is another good use for whooping. Unfortunately, things maybe like drinking too much or worrying about something that you can't control or you get the picture. You can also use whooping to gain a passion about something. So if you need to be into something for maybe to better yourself in your career or because someone that you really care about is interested in something and you're really struggling with being able to kind of, you know, just dive right in and give it your all, to understand or to realize that something maybe isn't right for you, that you can't just quite let go. Whooping is a very therapeutic process that helps you control your mind and be able to clear the air so that you can think about things rationally and feasibly. It also helps you gain insight into your daily life, to gain insight into long-term life. Really think of it, in Gabrielle's words, as a cleanup tool to get rid of unrealistic wishes and trade them for more feasible ones. So I'd like to just talk through a little bit about what I've been doing to whoop. So whooping starts out with five minutes of calm, quiet, of really just controlling your thoughts. You can be on the bus, you can be out in a public place, you can have ambient noise around you, as long as you can concentrate or be mindful of what's going on inside your own head. I know I'm longing for the day where maybe you can get back on a bus, I'm sure many of you are, that used to take that as a your transit to work. But if you're sitting in a public park and you like to have noise around you, but you're capable of focusing, then this practice can work there. For me, I personally have to lock myself into a quiet room, turn off all the lights, not have any ambient noise around in order to control my own thoughts. So you sit for five minutes in calm and quiet, and you don't allow yourself to think about anything. You're just present. You be in the moment. That's actually a really refreshing practice that I utilize to start my day and end my day as well. That has really made a huge difference in me being able to control the thoughts that were out of control in my head about things I couldn't control. Kind of the three C's there for me. After you finish the five minutes, you then start thinking about a wish, the wish that you most desire. And this wish could be the wish for the day, the wish for the week, the wish for the lifetime that you're here on earth, could be a goal, pretty much anything. Pretty soon, something's going to come to your mind over and over again. And once you have that, think about how to summarize that wish into about three words. I have to write it down. Just a little pro tip for you there. 
I guess I should say novice. I'm not really a pro at it yet. After you have your wish specifically identified, then think about what's the best possible outcome and really live in that moment for a while. Imagine yourself having already achieved that outcome. So for instance, if it is eating healthier and lowering your blood pressure, imagine what you're going to feel like. Imagine how much healthier you'll be, all the other things that you're capable of doing. Maybe getting to tell the the doctor, look what I've done, so that they can then unprescribe maybe a medication that you've had to be on. Think about how wonderful that victory would feel. After you think about the best possible outcome and you've really lived and relished in that moment, takes about 60 seconds, by the way, at least for me, then unfortunately you got to get a little cynical. You got to start thinking about what are the obstacles that are going to keep me from achieving that outcome? So let's go back to exercise for a minute because that's an easy one to relate to. At least it was for me and I'm sure it is for a lot of you out there. What if I can't get out of bed? What What is that going to be like? What if you know, work gets in the way, or what if I'm tired, or what if they're all the things that you know get in the way every day of you doing the things that you really should do in order to keep yourself healthy. So imagine all of the obstacles, the worst of the worst. Then once you have that really fun thought in your head and you live through that nightmare for about 60 seconds, identify your if then plan. So if the alarm goes off and I don't want to get out of bed, I'm going to get out of bed. And tell yourself over and over again, if I wake up and I'm really tired, I'm still going to get out of bed. And do that over and over again, again for about 60 seconds. Do that with every single obstacle that you thought about. After you have all of your if-then plans developed, then you're done. And believe it or not, that small process, which again, each one of those steps after the five-minute mindfulness session takes about 60 seconds. So all in, you're roughly between seven and eight minutes a day. What happens from a scientific point of view, and I'm speaking from Gabrielle and Lori's advice that they gave in their teachings and their classes, because obviously I'm not a professor of psychology, your non-conscious processes in your mind are reformatted. And once you do that, your body actually won't let you not do the things that you need to do to reach your wish. Or at least it becomes significantly easier. easier. Gabrielle actually has studies where she did one um, around middle-aged women, around physical activity. And the baseline versus 10 weeks in increased twofold. She even had people that participated in the study that two years later were still, as they say, fulfilling their New Year's resolution. That's pretty impressive. I know it's something that doesn't seem like a big deal, but for me so far, it's been a really big deal. Even though I consider myself a dreamer that's a doer, a lot of my dreams often don't come true because I get stuck in the day-to-day obstacles that keep me from doing and achieving. 
this is still a practice for me and I'm nowhere near perfect. As I mentioned in the beginning, I'm just average, but I am striving to be better. And one of the ways that you can try to achieve your goals for free is giving this WHOOP a try. Plus, it's a really fun acronym, right? I will tell you more about my Science of Wellbeing course and the things that really made an impact on me in future episodes, as well as give you other tips for how to stay healthy as a whole person. Just for those who are tuning in for the first time, whole person health is around your emotional, your cognitive, cognitive and your phys- physical well-being. Wow, that's a mouthful. Also, you'll you'll know I don't edit my podcast and I do that on purpose. I'm trying to be comfortable being imperfect. I also want to be genuine and share with you my raw experiences. So I do appreciate you tuning in. Next episode will probably be an interview, but coming soon I'm going to talk about healthy food. How do you eat healthy on a budget? what things need to be organic and what things can maybe not be organic. What are some of the hacks to trying to meal prep and be prepared so that you make healthy choices? Again, I'm not perfect, but I think I'm, a, I'm doing pretty good so far. I hope this was helpful. I can't wait to hear from you on what you'd like to hear about. Again, I'm making assumptions, audience. I need your feedback. Leave comments either on my website or on one of my social media pages like Instagram or Facebook, or shoot me an email at Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at wellenoughunleashed.com. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Thanks so much for being part of my experiment. Until next time, don't be a stranger.